0: God, big, it hurt Brother to brother, I am my brother's keeper It's not about your color, it's about his people We all been called to walk according to his teaching Only chance to of the kingdom is about in Jesus If I'd have known different, I would have done no different I had a stony heart and often questioned spirit But because of my brother, I truly know forgiveness For that I dedicate my life into our father's business What's well, so up with it? It's Brandon Bates, brother-to-brother bot podcast. Podcast is going live, <laughs> and we're going to get into it. Man, we got a good one today, man. It's day 10, if you're fasting with well, us. It's day 10 of the fast, and today we're talking about uh, the coming of Christ in your future with Him. I alluded to it yesterday um, that we possibly... More than likely, we'll get into Matthew 22, where it talks about the parable of the brides. Is it 22 or 25. Chapter 22 or 25. But again, it's Brandon Bates, Brother to Brother is the podcast where uh, I am being a brother to others as Christ was to me or is to me. Again, Christ is giving him the honor and the glory that is due his name. Um, the name above all names so I'm not diminishing his role by calling him my brother but that being said man I really am at a loss here um I thought I knew exactly what to say I really did um but we're gonna work it out we're gonna flesh it out this is a daily walk a journey um that we are doing um you know, we walking with the Lord. Uh, we meditate day and night, but surely for us to assume that we know um, is, is just basically out of line. You know, um, we, we we hope, <laughs> faith is a substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things unseen. There are times where we, we, we do make moves and we make them assuredly. And God does show himself mighty. There are other times. He says, go to a place I will show you is what he told Abram. And it didn't matter to me. When I think of the scripture, if Abram would have went north, west, east, or south, that he would have ended up in the right direction. But God didn't tell him to go left, right, north, south, east, or west. He just said, go. And that's what we do on the journey. We just go and try to um, listen to the whisper. Of God under the unction of the Holy Spirit, so that's where we are. I mean, that is really what it is, and so I guess we'll get right into the scriptures. First, let me say this you know, you're on Brother to Brother, you listen to Brother to Brother Podcasters, there's, there's a lot of places you can go and check us out. Anchor um, is a, a platform you can check us out, anchor.fm um, uh, forward slash Brandon Bates Zero. That'll get you directly to the Brother to Brother podcast. You can also go on Spotify, uh, Radio Public. Um, You can follow me also on Refuge. I mean, Refuge is a page I have on Facebook. Last year when we did something like this, I created the page. And so you do facebook.com forward slash his chosen place. That'll that'll link you up to Refuge and you may see um, links to the podcast there. Um, And here within the next couple days, I will do a Instagram. Um, You know, it's just so much social media, man. I'm kind of old school in my ways, but I will do an Instagram. And I will give you guys that information then. The coming of Christ and your future with him. And I'm just going to go through the scriptures, tell you what my thoughts were. And then we'll we'll see <laughs> how this ends up. But hopefully, in um, evidence of things, hope for that something may be said that'll be an encouragement, even if it encourages you to get in the word for yourself. I mean, that's that's really the hope, you know, that that someone would hear what is said and say, hey, let me find out for myself. Um, I'm just availing my life. Um, To be a living testimony For whoever may listen And so God definitely Use me decrease as You increase Right So the scriptures for the day We have Revelation 22 and 20 um, You know which I'll, I'll say that I'm not going to really Dig into that one But Revelation 8 18 um, 2 Corinthians 4 16 through 18, Philippians 3 and 20. And the two scriptures that um just kind of stuck out to me were was the Romans eight, eighteen, and the second Corinthians four, sixteen through eighteen. And and another thing right before we get into it, as I as I look up these scriptures, um I want to be as transparent as possible. There will be times like yesterday was a time we left a podcast and I I did do some research and and, and really sat down and with the text and meditated. But during this particular moment, especially um, in January, um, it's really to to reflect on these texts and then whatever the Lord gives me, um, get on here and, and just say whatever that is um to really truly be led by him there's a, there's there's a chance when we do our studying that we can um infuse our own logic into the word and so um to I just want to you know kind of just get on here and whatever um is said you know prayerfully we believe that it's God um doing the leading um and hey I am up for rebuke and correction and and reproof and all of those things um, because I know I'm not perfect and I'm just a mere man. Um, So, yeah, but to get on here and just to to go, you know. Um, Now, after January, we'd probably, you know, get to digging in a little bit deeper. Deeper may go um, once a week or even twice a week, but at a rate where it'd give me time to... Reflect on what's really being said, because the scripture is alive. Like it's it's a reason why you can go to Romans and you can relate Romans to Corinthians and Corinthians to Ephesians and Ephesians to to Genesis and Genesis to Job. Like it's a reason because it is it is alive, and it is. It says, "For we are all members of one body." the 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 word itself is the epitome of that. So sometimes, in order to get a clear understanding. You 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 have to really study to show yourself approve under God, um, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, and rightly divide the word. Okay, so that being said, let's get into Revelation chapter three, verse twenty. Again, the coming of Christ and your future with Him. Okay, um, and 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 initially. I don't really think about the coming of Christ. You know, in my life, in my day-to-day walk, I don't walk around consumed or, or, or with any thought that Christ is coming. Now, because of my faith and my experience in Christendom, I've heard of the language or the concept and have believed that he will come again. Now, I'm just going to be straightforward. I couldn't even lead you to the text just right off the, be- right off the dome right now. That's, that's how fresh <laughs> I am. You know, not to say I haven't read it, but I just don't know right off hand where it is, but I know I've heard it. And just based on what I've heard, I've believed that Christ is coming again. And um, I believe First Thessalonians is a place. I believe it's in Thessalonians. But anyway, uh, (laughs) um, I've heard it. And I believed it, but just because I believed it, I don't live with that prevalent in my mind. Like I I was wondering as, as I was thinking about this topic, how many of us live as if Christ is, will return. Um, And does that shape what we do? Does it shape our lives and how we live? Would it even shape, yeah. I mean, you know, because hey, I, I mean, this is a good question that's what made me think about it and say, hey man, this is a good, this is what led me to to Matthew, I believe it's 25, 22 or 25 we'll get there, I'll do 22 or 25 maybe, I don't know, we'll still we'll see, but to be prepared for his return like, am I preparing myself, even if he doesn't come in my lifetime, have I lived in such a way that I'm ready at any moment, like prepared for Christ's return? Or will it be that there's a hustle and a bustle that he's coming or came or is here and then now we're trying to get the affairs in order? The second thought about his return is the the world is so crazy, and is so much information or or access to information, and people speaking their own truths. That if we were to hear that Christ returned, would we believe it, or would we be skeptical? In the in the Bible, they saw Jesus. And there were moments in his ministry, you know, he referred to himself as the son of man. And they looked at his miracles and the things that he did as if you are the son of God. But the question is, did he carry himself in a way that that represented royalty? Or godliness? Or did he look at himself? or or, or did you see him as a regular man that might have done some things and some people testified to it, but when you look at him, you say, this guy right here? You're telling me that this guy right here is the Messiah? This guy right here is the one we've been reading about? This guy right here is supposed to redeem the whole world? This guy. And they had that mentality then And the question when it comes to his return is, do we still have that same mentality? If he was to come. Would we look at him and say, who are you? (laughs) Look at your clothes. Are you serious? My pastor can heal. Look at me. My my pastor prayer is serious. He he prayed for me last week. I'm still feeling that thing. Like do (laughs) (laughs) Are we even like is our mind love the Lord your God with all your heart? Is our heart all your mind all your soul? Are we yearning For his return. You know, not that again, not for him to come per se, but yearning so much that you're you're shaping yourself or or the Holy Spirit is anyway, but getting prepared, like living in such a way that when he returns, you're ready. You're ready to hear you're ready to see you're ready now you know you could tell clearly I don't I haven't read too much about his return Um, I've always dodged the prophetic um, or the revelatory um, like you know people man they look at those things of prophecy and end times they spend so much time in the end times and, and prophecy and trying to figure those things out, like when, what, what hour and second Jesus is coming. And it still does him no good as far as letting their light shine before men that you can see their good deeds. Like it's good, I guess, to research and want to know and have all the knowledge you can have about it. But again, it doesn't reflect in your day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute, second-to-second life. But so many people spend so much time in it. So early on in my life, I, I, I really just avoided it. Anytime somebody comes oh, you're a Christian? Okay, so what you think about prophecy? Man, leave me alone, please. Do you know anything else? about jesus have you read any other part of the bible like do you know anything about god why do you spend so? that is where i was at um because i know you know as i read the bible i will get there i'll get there you know not to take my again days for granted i may need to be may need to be a little more diligent in my studying of the word but you know, focused on the fullness of Christ, the fullness of God, and not just one aspect. So, you know, I don't know too much about it. And, 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 you know, if you know a little bit more or have some books or some source, trusted, reliable source that you could lead me to, some trusted and reliable person, maybe that you could lead me to. Um, To give me a better understanding, hey, I will definitely check it out. Revelation 3 and 20. Revelation 3 and 20 reads, let's get there again. I am reading the ESV version. Ooh, a familiar. I'm sorry, it's not 3 and 20, it's 22 and 20, I'm sorry. At 3 and 20, I was, oof, Lord, you know. I stand at the door. It says, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. It says, amen, come, Lord Jesus. The surely I am coming soon is... In red, all letters that are in red or words that are in red in the Bible uh, reflect those of the words of Jesus Christ. He says, surely I am coming soon. And I would believe that for the source that we got our, our scriptures from for this month. And I have them listed out in days and this is the one. The first one they put on here says prayer for the coming of Christ and your future with him, your kingdom come, your will be done. Surely I am coming soon to to put us in the mind frame that Jesus will return. Jesus will return and will be a future tense. He will return. Have you thought about your life with him when he does? What happens when he returns? Once he returns, what happens and how will things shift and change? Depending on when he returns, where where you are, again, what will happen at that point in time? And how have you prepared yourself for that day? That would seem to be the logic I'm going with here based on what um, these particular, this particular church is a church that came up with, um, you know, this fasting um, plan, um, believe it's a Baptist church Not to say that matters or anything But and it possibly does When you speak about denominational beliefs And doctrines About the return of Christ But just looking at How the fast has been going The days and how they've numbered In the scriptures And it's saying prayer for the coming Christ revelation 20, It just seems hey Get it on your mind Or get it in your mind Christ will return read the word revelation 22 and 20 surely I am coming soon I am the door I am the true vine Moses said who do I say sent me tell him I am has sent you Here it is again in verse 22. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Romans. Romans 8 and 18 and, and you know, this is one of the reasons why it's a struggle for me now because I was reading this book. I picked up picked up a book um this past weekend. Um it's called Speaking Christian and it says why Christian words have lost their meaning and power and how they can be restored. The author is Marcus J. Borg. Just a little bit about him. It says Marcus J. Borg is canon theologian at trinity episcopal cathedral in portland oregon okay he was hundir chair of religion and culture at oregon state university until his retirement in 2007. borg is the author of 19 books including the best-selling uh the heart of christianity meeting jesus again for the first time reading the bible again for the first time and the novel Putting away childish things. On the back, it says um, Christian words and phrases have not only diminished in meaning, but they become distorted and virtually stripped of their biblical and historical meanings. In this much-needed Christian primer, Borg teaches us how to read, hear, and digest our Christian language without preconceived notions getting in the way. Now, come on. I mean, that sounds pretty good. In Speaking Christian, this book, Borg redeems the language of Christianity by restoring its power to illuminate us and transform our world. And one of the... I guess people who um, left a remark says what would we do without Marcus Borg if he did not exist we would have to invent him for we have no better guide to the recovery of an authentic Christian faith for these difficult times um, than this articulate and prolific public theologian I said oh my goodness I need I bought it and plus it was on clearance at half price books for $3 so you know, felt like something. <laughs> it was on clearance, right? But definitely, reading that, I was like, okay, restoring the Christian language. How how much Christian jargon do we have in the church that you know we just hear it and believe it? Again, there's a lot of it. One of his chapters, the Rapture and the Second Coming, and he he talks about this um, left behind and, and the Rapture being the um, influence for the movie Left Behind and he says and I'm quoting right out of the book page 193 there will be no rapture Christianity's goal is not escape from this world it loves this world and seeks to change it for the better It's crazy, like, what? Like, really? He says the rapture is a modern invention, and he says that the rapture wasn't even like it wasn't even anything that the old church fathers even talked about. Like, rapture theology theology only was, only is about 200 years old. Yep, it's First Thessalonians because he he points to the scripture for the Lord Himself will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and uh, who are left will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. And that is the, uh, I guess, prominent scripture. Um, where rapture theology is, is interpreted from. But he says, you know, on page 192, um, Darby, who was a British, um, I guess British theologian or evangelist in 1800s, is the one who interpreted that to mean that, and it was part of his legacy. Um, but that is a modern invention as as much as I've heard about the rapture never considering that it was just something that we invented 200 years ago just based on our understanding and to say that man it possibly won't happen now I'm not saying I believe this guy I'm not saying that at all But it's crazy to think that there's books out here with people who are (laughs) theologians that question that. So, but he goes on to say this about the second coming. He says, um, So, will Jesus come again? It depends upon what we imagine that phrase to mean. One way of imagining it is as a future event that will be seen and experienced by everybody who is able, uh, alive when it happens, an event that some people someday in the future will experience. But he he said it's it's difficult, like, even for him, it's difficult to imagine this, um, what it means to affirm that this will occur. Um, And when he tries to imagine it, you know, in the world today, just somehow the, the, the image escapes it, like, advantages, like, he can't even think about it. So, you know, what did it mean? Like, if he can't think about it, you know, it's almost like giving himself a lot of credit. But to to say that it's hard to think about. Let, so would it be so difficult for us to imagine this? Let's take that off the table and let's go back to the first century theologians to see what they affirmed Jesus coming again would be. And I'm just like, man, what is this dude talking about? <laughs> but it just really had me tripping when you're thinking about your future with him and saying well it may not be as as it looks or as you thought so how does that reflect now anyway that's just you know I had to get that out But I believe I brought that up just to say, hey, man, we have to be careful and study for ourselves. That's the point that you can read a lot of books. You can you can everybody has their own idea or interpretation of what they believe the Bible means. But there's a scripture that we went over yesterday, Acts chapter one, verse eight. Talked about The power of the Holy Spirit And because that spirit Is the spirit that resurrected Jesus Christ Right it's the same spirit It's the spirit of God The one who was there It's the breath of life Um, I mean I was about to say The one who was there in the beginning But it's the breath of life right So it's, it's by his spirit That we will Get a clear understanding Or a better understanding He has to reveal it to us we have to be careful of the sources and of um, the information we hear even if it's coming from the pulpit even if it's not coming from the pulpit there's no excuse for your lack of knowledge If the pastor didn't say so, like we, well, pastor didn't tell me that. (laughs) Well, did you study the word for yourself? Did you read the word for yourself? Is your relationship with me based on somebody else hooking us up? And after we got hooked up. Did you always go through them? I, you know, I was its kind of crazy, man. In the 10th grade, there was a young lady I had liked, had a crush on. I was a a shy guy, if you will. And I was going to this school and had a crush on this lady and never said anything, right? And then when I left, um, for some reason, it seemed like, she took interest in me, but she never, I guess she was shy too. So she would tell my friend at the time, and my friend would tell me, and I would say, well, give her my number, you know, so we can talk. And, and he would tell her, and he said, man, she's real shy. And so somehow for about a week, maybe a little longer, we had some kind of relationship that, it wasn't even a relationship. It was like a friendship, but everything went through him. I would talk to him, and he'd say, like, "Yeah, man. So and so said such and such. Oh, yeah. Really, man? I sure would. Yeah, man. You know, she still shine. okay. Well, um, tell us such and such and such and such. It's one of the most awkward relationships. That you could ever have. Somebody in the middle. All in your business. Now. There are people. I might be a person that. You know someone would listen to. And and you know say hey man that was good. and But I'm not the source. And I can be. You know, I can encourage, but it's not meant for me to be in the middle and all in your business when it comes to your relationship with God. At some point, you should want just Him. So though I went on that tangent, I believe that was the point I brought that book up and all of those things just to get to the point of, man, hey, get in the word for yourself. I digress. We will go to Romans 8 and 18 and it says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. The glory that is to be revealed to us. Now, I do like this. For myself, I, I, you know, for you too, but for myself, I like this because somehow in this world today, Suffering is bad. Like we we want to avoid it at all cost. We, we you know if I have to suffer, it means that I didn't do something right. You go to Job and his homeboys came to him. They were talking so bad to him because he was suffering so bad. saying you must have done something wrong because if you did something right, God would not bring all this calamity on you for nothing. You are, you're sinned and you don't even know about it. You're lying to us or you do know about it and you just won't tell us. It's some, you need to look at yourself. You need to examine yourself. And be honest and go to God and ask for forgiveness because there's something that you did for you to be suffering. And that's the way we still think. That if something goes not according to plan, And you end up suffering. That you must have did something wrong and have have put yourself against God. Now I do understand there are consequences of sin. But this says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing. It's, 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 you know, when I see that word time, it makes me think of era, E-R-A. There was a fall that occurred in the garden. And when the fall happened, sufferings came. And though we may experience some good times, the song says, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I look around and think things over, my good days outweigh my weary days. God says he reigns on the just and the unjust. There is this there is this I guess the word I'm I'm you know, it could be the wrong um um word to use but the word that comes to mind is dichotomy here that there's good and evil there's there's, there's good and bad or good and not so good or joy and pain as another song says sunshine and rain if there were no sufferings of this present time, it says they are are not worth comparing to the glory. There's hope there, right? That how could you fully appreciate the glory or the hope of glory if you didn't have a reference of suffering? for I consider that the sufferings of this present time we don't we don't want we don't want to experience that suffering of this present time and we want the glory that is to be revealed to occur in our life immediately <laughs> And infinitely. We deal with people like this too. We deal with people like this that. You made me suffer. And, you know, (laughs) I'm supposed to be happy. And so I have to write you off. We have no endurance, or I guess the word I was looking for, I'm looking for, is grace for one another anymore. Even though God was gracious and merciful to us, we our, our love, where the scripture says love never fails, it says love keeps no record of wrongdoing. We gauge each other based on the wrongdoings and how these things impacted us because we're not comparing our sufferings to this future glory with Christ but to a glory that we should experience right now Future that's what it says it says Thinking about the coming of Christ Meditation about the coming of Christ And your future with him And to know that your future with him That what comes with that is A glory Is a joy That is not worth comparing Not even worth considering comparing to the sufferings that you had while you were waiting (laughs) on his return. You know, we're the bride of Christ as a church. We're the bride of Christ. You look or imagine a wedding and everything that it took to prepare you for the day of your wedding and 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 one of the reasons why the wedding day is is so um i guess important is is not you know I guess because you're getting married, but it's who you're getting married to, and the hope that comes with that you know i mean i mean really what, do people marry someone without hope? I wonder I mean I know people get married for different reasons so I mean let's 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 stay together here like (laughs) let's keep with the thought I know you know people might get married for green cards and all of that I I ain't talking about that I'm just saying generally like when we marry is there like well we had a kid so we got married I, I mean I guess Well I've been with him all this time Might as well marry him I I, I guess That It's crazy I asked that question but Mine might have went like that too You know where we've been together I ain't going nowhere Might as well Get married But I would imagine The church as the bride Being presented To the bridegroom The son of the living God Knowing that he is The son of the living God Knowing that all authority Of heaven and earth Is in his hands Like he has all power Knowing that he went And prepared a place (laughs) For the bride Like that's hope right there He went to prepare a place So after the wedding We can return to the place he prepared. Now, I would imagine it's going to be decked out. But because of who he is. Is the place even significant? Like. The place. The place wouldn't mean nothing if it wasn't for him. I don't care. Where we go. It's You. I'm married to. Said foxes have holes. I have none. Well, that's fine. I've said before, not on the podcast, but I've said before. I believe one of the reasons why Peter walked on water was because he said, Look, I know we're going to the same place, but I got to be where you at. I'm sitting on this boat. And I see you over there and this water. It's not even about the water. Like, you think that water gonna stop me from getting? I need to get where you at. So if that's you, just tell me to come. I'll, I'll be there on the way. It's him. That is the glory that's gonna be revealed to us. So, so nothing that we experience now can compare to the scripture that comes to mind is Romans chapter 5, verse 3. I remember this scripture because it was needed back in the 2016 era. The 2016 era. Chapter 5, verse 3. It says... Let's let's start at verse two. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of that glory of God. Verse three, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance And endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Watch this, six. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, time. For we consider that the sufferings of this present time but look what happens suffering is for a reason because suffering produces endurance and character and and endurance produces character there is a fast in in, in tomorrow we're fasting from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And in your fast, in your denial of your flesh, you will suffer. And that suffering, though it may be painful, though you may be weak at times. After you finish suffering for 12 hours, there will be an endurance that says, you know what? I can go 12 hours. I've been 12 hours before I can I can at least it builds your endurance where you thought you couldn't go six you went six and beyond. Now you went twelve. See, endurance produces what character. So when 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 you're busy one day and you haven't ate all day and twelve, I, you know what? I'm good. Lord, you have been with me. Remember that one time we went twelve to sixteen hours. See, now your character different because it's not really about trying to find yourself in a place to feed your body or feed your flesh, that you'll be able to deny your flesh and have power over your flesh, put your flesh under subjection because you had suffered before, but your suffering had produced a character or some endurance in you that produced that character that says you know what, I got this through Christ who strengthens me. The sufferings of this present time are not compared. This is a future we're talking about. I might be suffering now, but it's preparing me for a time that I, you know, it's not even going to compare to what I'm dealing with now. Oh, when that day comes. You see people that you know, on their deathbed at peace. They may be at pain. They may be in pain, but they still not suffering. Because in that present time, they are looking toward the glory that is to come. And the scripture like this They don't consider that the sufferings of that present time are even worth comparing because the only thing they can see, they have their eyes fixed on the glory. And and in that moment, it may be revealed to them that they can overcome. like, Like in that moment, seeing the glory may be the more thing that they need. That's amazing. But one more scripture, one more Second Corinthians four, sixteen, and it reads So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory. Thinking about our future with him and Christ being the bridegroom in our Inability to suffer in the present. We're doing all that we can to enjoy this life. It just came to mind. It's almost like we're trying to have a forever bachelor party. It's like we're trying to have a forever bachelor party. A bachelor party is, you know, you know what it is, you know, it's, it's, it's your last night as a single person. And it's, it's an opportunity for you to live it up, live la vida loca before you're taken off the market. And it would seem as Christians, we're having bachelor parties looking forward or or, or not even looking forward to the day of our marriage. It's almost like we're having bachelor party until that day approaches. And when that day approaches, we hope to have lived our best life, living your best life, We're trying to live our best life until that day approaches. And when that day approaches, then all of a sudden, now I'm ready. I got to do everything I wanted to do. It's it's good. It's time for me to get with you. But we haven't prepared ourselves to be married to him. Though our outer self is wasting away. We do everything we can to hold on to our outer self. We make it up. We dress it up. We shape it up. I should say said make it up, shape it up, dress it up. But if I said dress it up, that I have nothing to rhyme with. So anyway. But we do all these things to our outer self trying to hold on to this outer self this self image this self esteem whatever you want to whatever it is you know it's wasting away 50 years old still trying to look and live 30 it's a blessing to be 50 But I guess you're in a good place now. So when you was thirty, you couldn't do it like you wanted to because you had children. So now you're fifty and trying to live thirty. You're sixty and don't want to be called grandma no more. Just (laughs) grandmother is, is. Oh no, I'm not grandmother. Call me. Anything but g g t t p p d d. I have a goddaughter, and they asking me, so what? What you want her to call you as a goddad? Uh, goddad? I mean, put what, what, the makeup, and I mean. What, I'm not going to be the one. I have a 50-year-old son, and if he was to have a kid before time, Lord, come on now. I ain't claiming it, but if he was, and I'm 42 with a grandson, he ain't going to call me nothing but grandpa, like, Grandchildren are a blessing, you gotta be calling all these nicknames so that you can be cool and still try to hold on to your youth. Who you wanna look for some wisdom from Gigi? So stripping name. <laughs> Man, it might be a little too late, but anyway, TT and Mimi and our outer self is wasting away, and one of the reasons it's wasting away is because it's pointing to the glory. If it never wasted away, you have no reason to look towards the glory. You have no reason to look towards the future. But you, you see your outer self wasting away is pointing toward a time that's coming in your life. But as your outer self wasting away and pointing to a time, you're looking back to a time. Saying, oh, no, it ain't time yet. So therefore, your inner self is not being renewed day by day. It says, though your outer self is wasting away, your your inner self is being renewed day by day. It's being renewed. And if you're not, if you're holding on to your outer self, Then your inner self is dying. If you let the outer self go, then your inner self is living. It's amazing because it's ultimately flesh versus spirit. And are we living more for the flesh? Then we are for the inner man. And we want to have our cake and eat it too. Like the people that get, get up on those award shows. And the first thing come out of everybody's mouth is giving honor to God. And that's the only time you may have heard them honoring God. If they are actor, you ain't seen them, they ain't played no in no godly movies. Interviews, they ain't said nothing about no God in their interviews. They are song singers, songwriters, they may not even be writing a song about God. I remember when I heard that Justin Bieber song Holy. And I know I've heard that he's a Christian, a Christian man. I'm not questioning his Christianity or his faith. I just remember when I, I saw the song Holy and I haven't heard Justin Bieber in a while. And I said, man, this boy done bounced back with a song Holy. Oh, man. And then when I heard it. he's not even talking about God. Well, there's one part he says, Oh God! He's swearing to God that this girl is holy, 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 holy. That made the woman an idol. Song called Holy. We want to do what we want to do. I said we. <laughs> we want to do what we want to do. And believe God's going to be pleased with us just giving Him whatever. Whatever. That's very convicting. That's very convicting. Because even now, recording this podcast, I can really look at what I've done today and how much time God was given. And if I gave him the scraps... if I gave him the scraps. Wondering why my inner man is not renewed day by day. Going through life on a daily basis some days better than others. Not to say that any day is just bad, because God is great, right? Just to be alive is a blessing, huh? Just to be dead is a blessing. That's the point. <laughs> How have you lived your life? You know, says to be uh, to be absent um, from the body to be present with the Lord, right? But some days feeling renewed and other days not feeling renewed. Why is this? It says day by day. Some days you feel renewed in the inner man. Other days you don't feel renewed. And I will believe it's because on those days that you don't feel renewed, you done gave too much to your outer self. You've been too concerned with your outer self. No focus on the inner. And really. Look at John 15. To deny your outer self is a focus on the inner. You don't even have to do nothing for the inner self. You just have to deny your outer self. Sacrifice the outer. A living, present yourself a living sacrifice, right? Holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service, right? Present yourself a living, allow your outer self to waste away. And as you present yourself a living sacrifice, your inner self, it says, is being renewed day by day. It's nothing that you doing. But as you present yourself, it's being done. It's being done. He said before this light momentary affliction is preparing us an eternal weight of glory. Eternal weight. Wow. Of glory. Again, thinking about this this marriage thinking about this marriage being in, in in a how do I put it? I heard somebody say you can have a million dollar wedding but a fifty cent marriage. A million dollar wedding and a fifty cent marriage. And that's a crazy <laughs> analogy. But that happens. And thinking about our future with him, the coming of Christ and the future with him, God wants, Christ wants to, pre, has, he has to present his bride and what he presents present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, it has to be. Christ is not going to present something that's not holy and acceptable. And if it's a 50 cent marriage, it's not because of him. If it's a million dollar wedding, now that's because of him. But if it's a 50 cent marriage, it's not because of him. When I think about my future with him and my future in him, am I dying to myself daily? where it would allow me to be presented holy and acceptable? Or am I so concerned with my outer self, with what I want to do, with what I think, with what I said, with what I heard with what my vision for myself is like am I so concerned with myself that my inner man is dying I would believe the scripture calls it quenching the Holy Spirit and are we so concerned with ourselves? That we daily nail Jesus back to the cross. Hmm. Hmm. But the scripture encourages us. Do not lose heart, though your outer self is a waste in We have to get to a place again, speaking Christian, right now, I don't, I don't know about that. That one pick that one part, I'm going to read it in full, but I don't know about that one part. But looking at the title, speaking Christian. We have to get back to the place where what we believe matters. What the word says matters. More than anything. We have a song that says more than anything. I love you, Jesus. You, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to thank you. Lord, I love you more than anything. More than anything. Really? I questioned myself a few months back sitting at the job meditating looking at myself and 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 how i've developed over the years just i'm talking about i mean over all the years my personality my character well i say my personality rather and i'm sitting there at the job and i'm like lord do i need to surrender my personality The thing that makes me, or what I I would think, the thing that makes me, me? Do I need to surrender that? And people will be like, you know, no, this will make you, you. Like God can use that and use. But if I loved him more than anything, has my personality got in the way of his will? Has my personality gotten away of the inner man being renewed day by day? Having, you know, if if your humorous or being funny or, you know. Whatever your personality might be. I mean, if you're quiet, do you got to come out that shell? If you're not quiet and you talk all the time, do you need to be quiet? Like, is your personality getting in the way? Not your character. See, like the fruits of the spirit, that's character. The beatitude, that's character. But the personality, the thing that makes you, you, like you... Were you, but now, you know, when you become one, marriage, you're no longer you anymore. If you're a new creature, how can you be a new creature? Trying to still be you. More than anything. More than anything, as your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are we concerned about his kingdom? This is my husband. Call it what you want to, he's the bride. I mean, I'm the bride, he's the bridegroom. Am I concerned about the things he's concerned about? Do I love the things that he loves? Am I about, he said he about his father, am I about my father's business? How much do I know him and what he likes? What pleases him? We don't want to use the word like, right? What pleases him. You spend all this time getting to know one another in the now, in this present time, but have no clue of him for the time to come, the glory in the time to come. So, Lord, I repent for my lack of consideration of a time to come, of my future with you. I repent, Lord, because I've been so concerned with this outer self, with this flesh, with with the present time I'm in, to live according to my own thought, my own desire, my own will for myself. Thinking. Thinking. that it's you but ultimately bargaining with you not truly sacrificing to your will being done repent because and ask for forgiveness because this momentary affliction this persecution that we're to face because it's what you face. You said, they hated me, so they're gonna hate you. Like, we don't want to be hated. So we find ourselves in the background and doing things in secret or doing things that are only please you know, a certain a group of people. So we don't want to leave a bad taste in nobody's mouth because we're thinking about our outer self and because of that Lord we've quenched the Holy Spirit whom you sent Lord and we haven't been really renewed day by day Lord I pray right now Lord for a renewing that occurs when we present ourselves unto you it says present yourself a living sacrifice Lord we have to Lord, we have to, God, present ourselves, Lord, I pray for the strength, dearly Father, of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to lead us to this place, to give us the boldness and the courage, the strength. It says, be bold and very courageous to get us to the place, God, that we can present ourselves a living sacrifice, die to ourselves every day, Lord our outer selves, our own will, our own desires for ourselves, our own mind, Lord, our, our heart, God, that we can give these things away and deny these things, Lord, that we can be renewed day by day. That these momentary afflictions, that these sufferings in the present time won't uh, uh, keep us trapped, I guess. That we won't look at these, these sufferings and these moments, Lord, as, as something to be compared to, as something that we need to modify and change. That we won't look at these sufferings, Lord, as something that we did and brought upon ourselves. But look at them as all things work together for the good of those who love God and call according to His purpose. That these sufferings, Lord, will bring about an endurance, that will bring about a character, that will bring about a hope, God, that is preparing us for this eternal weight of glory. Again, Lord, these things can only come once we present ourselves, Lord, and not be conformed to this world and be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Allow the weight of the current time and the the weight of the world to be light and be lightened, to be less of a concern and the eternal way of your glory be heavier in our lives Lord convicting us daily of this future that we have with you and how we should be preparing for it allowing the Holy Spirit to renew us day by day until that time comes in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Brother to brother, I am my brother's keeper. It's not about your color, it's about his people. We all been called to walk according to his teaching. Only chance to of the kingdom is about in Jesus. If I'd have known different, I would have done no different. I had a stony heart and often the spirit But because of my brother I truly know forgiveness For that I dedicate my life into our father's business Two-parent household, me and daddy wasn't cool Then I turned 18, he didn't learn me what to do Signing for the military, that's where I did the food When AWOL was a lost cause, I got the boot the story of my life, till I found Christ Manifesting rejection, he said he never left me Was living so reckless, he showed me mercy, so he kept me Because he did, I vowed that I would teach his Bible lesson Brother to brother, I am my brother's keeper It's not about your color, it's about his people We all been called to walk according to his teaching Only chance to inside the kingdom is about Jesus If I'd have known different, I would have done no different I had a stony heart and often crushed the spirit But because of my brother I truly know forgiveness For that I dedicate my life into our father's business